Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And in the next 30 minutes, the search for Jean Aduque Mensa and other top officials of the Electoral Commission who are being accused tonight of evading service of a court injunction against the Electoral Commission's limited registration exercise. As the people that we are serving, we are serving um, the EC chairperson herself, Dr. Um, Bossman, and then one Mr. Samotete. Those are the people, that, and it is hard to reach them. The reason is instructions from above. Nobody is allowed to enter or move out of the premises. So we've been denied access. Uh, and we're learning tonight that more is unfolding as five opposition political parties say they are not barking down on getting the Electoral Commission to open up more registration centres as prospective voters remain at the mercy of political parties to bust them to registration centres. My assemblyman brought me here. He used his own car to, his own car to bring you here. You know, personally, it's about conveying them myself in my car, you know, personally here. I mean, uh, since 4 a.m. I've been here. And Top Story, as always, is brought to you by Vodafone. Further together, my name is Blessed Suga. And tonight, Jean Adukwe Mensa, Ghana's Electoral Commission Chair, is being accused of evading service of a court injunction seeking to hold her commission from proceeding with the limited voters' registration exercise, which is already underway across various district offices of the Electoral Commission nationwide. For three consecutive days, lawyers and court bailiffs have been purportedly locked out from gaining access to the premises of the Electoral Commission on grounds being described by the search party as bizarre. Today, the story was no different as lawyers for the 18-year-old plaintiff, Precious Eita, who secured a contempt application against the EC, were prevented, allegedly by officers of the Ghana Police Service, from entering the premises of the EC headquarters in Accra, based on, quote, an order 
from above. Who's giving this order? Joining us now is James Kwisiaveji, who was there when all of this unfolded and has details of what the concerns of these uh, lawyers are. First, though, James, give us a background of the individual involved, 18-year-old uh, Precious Eita. What's her concern and who is she? Okay, so blessed from the uh, court document that we have, this uh, um, Pre Precious Aita is actually 18 years old. She resides in Afienya and she actually filed this application at uh, a high court in Tema. And so that's what we know about her. But the lawyers, as we know, for three days have been unsuccessful at getting all of this service to reach the Electoral Commission. Uh, today marks day three, the third attempt that the lawyers have made. And still, uh, they've been unable to, you know, enter the premises, first of all. Mm -hmm. Today, uh, we understand there's an order, quote from above, mm -hmm. that they cannot gain access to the EC headquarters. What transpired between the lawyers, the bailiffs, and also uh, the, the uh, servicemen, I mean, ostensibly from the Ghana Police Service, mm -hmm. who were there to prevent these individuals from getting uh, access. Bless us. So uh, this morning at about uh, 10 a.m., when we got to the EC's premises, uh, just a few minutes later, we uh, uh, the lawyer as well as the bailiff arrived. In fact, he's a member of the legal team and the bailiff arrived. And so the first thing I did was to approach them and had a short interaction with them on their mission there. And then he told me that they are there uh, for the third time to attempt serving this um, content application on the EC. And so I proceeded with them from uh, the junction mm -hmm. to uh, the gate of the EC where we met uh, the uh, servicemen. And then uh, while I was approaching, I had a signal from one of them asking where I'm, where I'm going. And then I informed him that I'm actually uh, coming with the two gentlemen. And so uh, the signal says I needn't proceed any further. And so uh, the two of them went, had an interaction with them. I stayed there a, a, a bit and then I came back. So after the interaction, they came back and then I asked what uh, happened. And he said that um, they've been told that they cannot access the place. For what reason uh, they've uh, been asked not to access the place? We can hear from a member of the legal team, uh, Joseph Willington Blair. So far, the message has been simple that we have to, they can, nobody's allowed to come in or out of, they don't, they're not admitting anybody into the EC's premises. That is the message we've been getting. And they've, they've told us that if we want to serve anybody, we have to call the person personally for the person to either come out to come and receive the process. So that is the information that we've been given. We've tried as much as possible to uh, pull strings together so that because the people that we are serving, we are serving um, the EC chairperson herself, Dr. Um, Bosman, and then one Mr. Samotete. Those are the people, that, and it is hard to reach them. So if the if they if we are given access at least, the bailiff could have gone inside to attempt service. What was the reason for not allowing to into the premises? They didn't offer any reason per se. I think. Uh, the reason is instructions from above. Nobody's allowed to enter or move out of the premises. So we've been denied access once again.
and lawyers uh, of this 18-year-old uh, prospective first-time voter who are unable to seek justice, as they claim. Uh, but what would they do knowing that the Electoral Commission purportedly is refusing to cooperate with the uh, court processes? Joining us now is Nikba Kusamwado, a lead counsel for uh, the plaintiff pressure, so Yitaho, uh, when the stand is still uh, making that passionate appeal to the EC to expand the process uh, so she could register within uh, her locality. Uh, thank you, Council, for spending some time with us here on Top Story. Uh, first off, what's the next line of action for your legal team, knowing uh, that your plaintiff may not uh, have her case heard I- anytime soon? Well, um, good evening to your wonderful listeners. Um, I'm happy that this morning Joy FM has settled this debate about whether the Dr. Srebo was speaking the truth to Gadius yesterday when he boldly told everybody on your network that there were no attempts to hinder the service of court processes on the Electoral Commission. I hope Ghanaians have been able to tell who was speaking the truth and who was lying through his teeth. Now, having settled that debate, the law requires that we have to attempt to serve them three times. That's the minimum number of times. And once we are not able to serve them, then we have to take the next step, which is to go back to the court and seek a court order to serve them by substituted service. The court will prescribe the mode of service. And so we have taken the necessary steps and very very soon sooner than later we should be able to um obtain the necessary orders from the court and proceed let me make uh, this point this you uh, and this you presume or that, estimate uh, and yes. this you estimate will, will, will last for how long oh very, let me let me just let me just make the point that madame jimensa is not going to escape accountability and this process we would ensure is respected and so, but there's a question. But there's a question I'm asking about the estimated yes. time. Knowing uh, that your client, the plaintiff involved now, would need to register within a space of three weeks, she has yeah. limited so, time. So, 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 clearly, if you notice, Madame Jimenta is seeking to avoid the service of the contempt application because she knows the implication of being served with a contempt application and still proceeding on the very thing that she's going to be held in contempt for. So we are satisfied in our mind. That once we obtain the service order in respect of the contempt application, everything will come to a standstill. So let's keep our figures first. We have taken the legal steps. I don't want to go too much into the detail. I want to ensure that it pans out the way we want it, and then we'll revert. So probably we should revert back to you by close of day Tuesday. Mm, and you, the lawyers for this, uh, the, and you, the lawyers for this eighteen-year-old. Uh, uh, Precious Ayita, who's seeking justice in the court and asking the EC to expand the centers. Uh, you've been accused of, you know, uh, perpetuating mischief, if I could call it that way, knowing that, you know, the amount you're spending, first of all, on, on this process of trying to get her to register uh, could have pro- provided her transport uh, fee just to move to the it, nearest it, district it, it office. It does not lie in the mouth of the person who is suppressing and violating somebody's right to tell the person how he or she to vindicate those rights. It doesn't lie in your mouth. The Ghanaian constitution is very clear. Public officers are supposed to exercise discretionary power within the confines of law without being capricious, without being whimsical, 
with due process and in utter good faith. Is this the kind of public service that Jimensa is exhibiting by seeking to suppress the rights of voters to vote? It does not lie in their mouth after seeking to suppress the rights of our clients to complain about the mode by which our clients seek to vindicate his rights. She's not a law court and she's not above the law. That is the point we want to drive home across. Yeah, but that's that not the. No that's actually. That, that's not. In Ghana, I, and let me finish. Yeah. There is no institution or person in Ghana above the law. The, the Electoral Commission is a public place. Under what circumstances does Madame Jimenez believe that she has the audacity and the right to prevent court processes and court bailings from entering the public institutions to effect service? Well, I, I'm, I'm making the point because, I mean, you know, uh, the, the lawyers actually know that better. The fact that if uh, the service uh, is served on you personally, then this will kick in uh, motion. And, and that's why, of course, you'd be playing all of these games to try and uh, uh, avoid if uh, your claims are, are true. We have My concern. The requirement, which is the three uh, yes, so allow so me we to. We are going the, back to the court for the next steps to be taken. Precisely, but, but allow, me, allow me to build the point. The, the point here is. Tuesday. The point here is that uh, the welfare of your plaintiff, she has limited time. She has 21 she... days. Did you say she has 21 days? But you, you, she has 21 days, right? You, you could save, I mean, all the trouble by hold just on, providing on, transport. On, on, on. By just providing transport. Yes, because you're doing this on, on problem basis. She's affected by this whimsical and capricious abuse of power by the electoral commissioner. She's not the only one. Indeed, there's the estimate that there are over 3 million people who are eligible to register as voters. Why should one person determine the fate of 3 million Ghanaians when she's a servant of the people and she's a public servant? We should not allow this. We should not make public servants demigods to the extent that when court processes are being sought to be served on her, she decides whether she will receive the court processes or not. What kind of institution are we building in this country? Uh, lawyer Papo Samuado, just uh, hold on for us uh, because the political parties are also wading in. Uh, they tried earlier, five of them uh, who are in the courts waiting on the courts to determine the date uh, upon which they'll hear another application which is also coming before the courts asking the Electoral Commission to open up the centres. Uh, one of the political parties involved in this is the All People's Congress. Uh, Dr. Hassan Ayariga is also joining us uh, the conversation tonight. Thank you, uh, Doc, for uh, spending some time with us. He's also the presidential candidate of the APC going into the 2024 elections. Uh, here you have a clear case, an attempt being made on one side to get an individual um, who's also asking, you know, the EC to do same, open up the centers so more and more persons can register. That's not successful. You're also not successful at getting the courts to give you a firm date. The date, we understand, might be a later period when the entire exercise elapses in three days or 21 days. Uh, what then is your new approach towards solving or dealing with this challenge? Good evening to you and good evening to uh, Cherry's listeners. I don't think that uh, the delay by the electoral commission uh, or by the judges to be uh, the believe to be able to serve the electoral commission is going to disrupt the activities of our our request. Our request is that we want the electoral commission to send the machines down to the electoral areas where Ghanaian citizens, young ones who have attained the age of 18 and above, could get easily access. Uh, Dr. Yariga, I hope you're with me, sir. Yes, can you hear me very uh, well? Yeah, we lost you briefly when you're building up that point. Yes. yes, I'm saying that what we are asking for 
It's a very simple request. Decentralize it to the electoral area so that Ghanaian young men and women who have attained the age of 18 can easily get access to it. Because, you see, the districts are not many. And the distance from one constituency to a district or from one electoral area to a district, it's huge. It's far. I have been to some of the districts yesterday and today. And I tell you, you get there, and there are more than 500 people waiting to be registered. And they have two machines there. First of all, at most cases, at most instances, the machine is slow, the network. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. The whole day, out of 500 people, only 47 people were captured. And just imagine the distance of passing people, 500 from one community to another, to come and waste their time and not being captured. And they have to go back again. And the next day, they have to come back. It's a lot of cost. It's a lot of resources. It's a lot of time wasted. At least, even a letter commission should have thought of putting more machines. Let's say, okay. In those areas, there are only two, two machines. Increase the number of machines there, so that it could be maybe six, seven, eight, nine, so that it will fast track the activities of the uh, registration of the, the, the members. But you just come with two machines, there's no work, no network, the, the distance is far, and you expect people to come. Uh, and Dr. Yaga, sorry for cutting the, through. The issue of yeah, what, uh, Dr. Yaga, sorry for cutting through, but w which center specifically are you referring to? Medina, uh, Ketchi South, uh, also in uh, these are centers that I even got more. Many of the centers in, in Pushka, the same. In all the centers, in almost all the centers, 500 people will come, they'll give them tax of 150 to 200, and these people will go and come. I took my daughters there. My two daughters are 18 and 19, and I took them there. We couldn't register, we had to leave because they were only able to capture 48. And the whole day, the people will sit down from morning to evening. I mean, what kind of process are you, are you, are you, uh, are you doing? And with regards to what the lawyer is saying, I agree with the lawyer. But there are so many ways of dealing with this issue. If they are not willing to accept the injunction, they should test it at their wall. It's also by law accepted that if you refuse injunction, we put it on your wall, and that you are being served. And in any case, if we get the court to hear this, what it means is that they will have to increase the number of days and prolong it maybe another one month and send it and decentralize it to the police centers where people will be able to register. But, but the point and is you, you have another opportunity. Time. You have another opportunity next year. Quite a long, lengthy pro process in the plan by the EC to capture more and more people before the 2024 next election. Next year, a lot of people are also going to 2018. We're not going to be, the numbers are not going to be the same. The numbers are going to increase. So it is not an issue of having another opportunity next year. It's an issue of doing the right thing. We've done this over the years. This is the first time Jim Mensa is acting for this kind of uh, activity. All along, it has always been at the electoral area. Jim Mensa has decided to change airways. 
And I don't think what I I don't know whether she wants to save money or she just wants to disenfranchise a lot of people or she just wants to abuse her powers. I don't know. But I don't think it's right. Institutions cannot be stronger than and more powerful than our laws. There is no institution in this country that is above the laws of this country. Right. I, I get the points the two of you are making, lawyer Kwakosamwado and uh, Dr. Hassan Ayarga, but just hold on for me because there's a new trend we're seeing and witnessing out of the uh, first two days of this exercise. Uh, prospective voters now remaining at the mercy of many political parties uh, who are now allegedly taking advantage and due advantage of the exercise facilitating transport for those prospective registrants uh, raising fears of a potential undue influence on these naive teenagers who are first-time voters just listen to uh, john Dumelo, who's uh, the ndc's uh, parliamentary aspirant for ayasu west Wugon, and the mp for the area sarah saram uh, al hassan uh, all point to why they're bossing you know registrants for the very first time where exactly are you coming from from abilinki where abilinki abilinki okay and you are here to register for the first time to take your car yes please. okay uh, how did you get here i came here um, my assemblyman brought me here. Okay. Uh, so he brought you by public transport or he brought you by himself or there is a, an organized uh, a means of transport for all of you? He used his own car. His own car to bring you here. Which area from of Accra are you coming from? East Lagos. You are coming from East Lagos? Yeah. Okay. And how did you get here? By the assembly member. Okay. The assembly, yeah. By John, John actually, John Melo. Okay. Uh, the NDC parliamentary candidate. Yeah. He, he organized it. He organized it. He told the people that if not done, they are gonna cut that he should come. Yeah. And he, he actually made his, I don't know, his campaign manager or. Yeah. She brought us all together and she brought us here. It's about calling them personally. It's about visiting their homes personally. It's about convincing them to come here, you know, personally. It's about conveying them myself in my car, you know, personally here. I mean, uh, since 4 a.m. I've been here um, making sure that, you know, the, the queues are formed in a, in a nice way, giving them water, giving them refreshments, you know, making sure they are comfortable, you know. So, so you are bassing them here? Yes, personally. We are bassing so, them so from the communities, like from Okonglo, from Impas, and from Baalishi, from Tesano, from Ridge, from airport, Jolu. We are bassing them personally. Yes. I am hopeful that they will come. Those who can't make it, they are, uh, we've made available vehicle to bring them. So we are ready for the process. Well, so it is confirmed that the political parties are indeed bossing this first-time voters. Um, Ni Pakposamwado, your, your fear is that Precious, for instance, may, may be unduly influenced by the political parties, right, if, if she's bossed to the centre? You see, the case my clients are bringing goes beyond the process of being bossed or not being bossed. you understand? That could be one of the negative attributes of this whole unfortunate uh, artificial creation of a problem where there shouldn't be a problem. But what we seek to point out is that if Madame Jimenza and the EQ are not brought to the realization that they are a public institution, they are subject to the rule of law, they must abide by the rules. If a citizen challenges them on something, they must appear in court, they must answer for it. If the court says what they are doing is right, we all accept it. Every public institution is subject to the rule of law. And so when you are served with court processes, you do not have the option to ignore them and to proceed on, on, uh, on actions of your own 
when you yourself, when Dr. Dufour filed a writ against the NDC presidential primary and served you, you said, oh, because you have been served with the court process, you want to stay your hand, you are a law-abiding institution. What has changed? What has changed? It is this inconsistent behavior by uh, Madame Jimenez and the commissioners that give room for suspicion, that give room for people to believe that she has an agenda other than running elections in this country fairly and smoothly. We can't have that. We cannot have a situation where a public institution, headed by a public servant, paid by our taxes, decides when and where she would answer to court processes and when and how she would deal with uh, 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 lawful processes. We can't have that. If you and I are subject to the rule of law, she, Madame Jean-Messa, is also subject to the rule of law. Maybe because she has this police protection and all that, sometimes she forgets that she's a public servant. She is a public servant. She cannot tell court bailiffs not to enter into a public institution to sell documents. That place is not her personal property. It is not her personal house. Okay. Uh, grateful. Nikwakwa Sama Ado, who's uh, lead counsel for plaintiff pressure. Uh, Dr. Uh, Hassan Yariga, you just said the political parties there involved in bossing people. Uh, are you helping first time voters as the APC? Uh, I think that, uh, it is not that we're helping, we're supporting. We're all supporting. You know, most of these young people who are even above are unemployed. And a lot of them are still in school. Others are. Uh, uh, just um, uh, not having any job. So we try to help them and to bring them to the destinations where they can vote and where they can register. But the point is that it's becoming very expensive for all everybody. So what we think that is denial from the EC or by the EC to, uh, to, uh, not to allow them to be able to register as <coughs> registered voters. And I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. That is why we went to court. We are trying to make sure that Ghanaians get the opportunity to vote at the electoral areas. We are not saying give them money. We are not asking to support them. We are saying decentralize it to the places where people can afford to get there and then register easily. And also, it will be, it is it's going to be a very simple exercise for them in the future when they begin to run the national to to to. to uh, 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 conduct the national ex- uh, election because you will, you are going to face a lot of difficulties now, and those difficulties you'll be able to resolve those difficulties in your next election. But right now, if you are not able to do that in the next election, and we face difficulties, that is where you see people snatching ballot box and fighting the EC, and there will be war between political parties and one another. We don't want that in Ghana. The EC has enough money to decentralize the system to the electoral areas. If they are asking us to have offices in every constituency as political parties, and we have done that, why can't they do that at the electoral areas? Mm. Uh, and very we finally... Have, we have put offices in every constituency, mandated by the EC, their, their constitution, and their, uh, their, what do you call it, their regulations. Uh, but you have right. the opportunity, you, you also have the opportunity, Doc, of reaching out to the Electoral Commission through the Inter-Party Advisory Committee. Uh, are you making what, use of that? That was what we done. That was what we did. It was, we did that at the Electoral, uh, the electoral uh, IPAC meeting, and we agreed that the EC was going to come back. When we raised the issue of sending the, the, the machines to the electoral areas, the EC said they were going to get back to us. 
Then we didn't hear from them. The next was that they were preparing to conduct the exercise starting from the 12th and then on the 4th of October. So they never came back to us. They just started their process. They did not even listen again. So that is why we are saying they, the EC cannot function without political parties. And the political parties equally cannot function without the EC. And that is why we have an IPAC platform. The IPAC platform is for political parties and the electoral commission to meet and discuss issues of electoral process and reforms. Uh, and, and that's why I'm grateful that you're joining the conversation tonight. Uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Hassana Yariga, presidential candidate of the All People's Congress going into the 2024 elections, and also to Nick Papu Samuado, a lead counsel for the 18-year-old plaintiff, Precious Eita. That's it for Top Story. I am blessed to go next. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.